Hi, my name is Thomas Junot. I'm an associate professor with the Graduate School of Public and International Affairs at the University of Ottawa. And I'm very happy to be joined today for this brief conversation by Peter Salisbury, who is the senior Yemen analyst with the International Crisis Group. Peter recently published a great piece on the U.S. approach towards the Houthis in Yemen, so that is what we will discuss today. So, Peter, to begin, can you provide us with a quick background on who the Houthis are and what their role in the ongoing war in Yemen has been? Sure. So the, the Houthis are many things to, to many people, and their own narrative around who they are has shifted over the years. They start out as kind of a an offshoot of a revivalist movement for Zaydism, this very unique form of Shia Islam um, that's largely um, uh, only found in, in Yemen. They then become um, a localized um, militia, military movement, fighting against the central state and, in their view, fighting against external powers um, for about six years between 2004-2010. They then join Yemen's uprising in 2011 and in 2013 to 2014, first take part in the transitional process in Yemen and then uh, overthrow it, basically. Join hands with Ali Abdullah Saleh, the former president, their former rival, um, take over Sana'a, then expand across the country, which really sparks the civil war, first through resistance from local groups um, and then from the intervention of um, Saudi Arabia and the coalition it now leads in, in Yemen. Um, who see the Houthis as an Iranian proxy comparable to, let's say, Hezbollah um, or, or sort of a Qatayib Hezbollah in, um, in, in Iraq. So multiple narratives around them. The um, Saudis fight them because they say that they're this Iranian proxy. And then local groups say that they fight them in part because of their connections with Iran, but also because they say the Houthis are trying to reinstate the imamate, this religious theocracy that ran Yemen for a thousand years till the 1960s. And the Houthis themselves say that they're, you know, in the midst of a revolution against external control of, of the country. So a mixed bag, um, lots of different narratives and lots of different reasons for people to be involved in this war. So can you tell us a bit how the U.S. has dealt with the Houthis since their emergence, but also especially since the onset of the Saudi-led intervention in Yemen in 2015? Sure. Um, so until really 2013, 2014, the U.S. saw the Houthis as a bit of a sideshow. Um, they didn't actually buy the Saleh regime's claim uh, that it was backed by I Iran. Um, they wanted everybody uh, in Yemen to focus on counterterrorism, on defeating the local al-Qaeda franchise, even well into the, the transitional period. Um, and they thought that the Houthis were just a, a local movement who could be dealt with. Initially, at the, the beginning of the, the war, of course, they were very unhappy. The Houthis took over Sana'a, but actually kept their embassy there in the hope of being able to duke it out and work out a diplomatic solution via the, the UN, um, eventually pulled out when it looked like the Houthis might attack their, their embassy in Sana'a, and then latterly um, gave begrudging support to the, the Saudi intervention in the, into Yemen. Over the years, though, um, particularly as the Trump administration has really reoriented its um, focus in the region to, to being about sort of countering Iran, um, there has been more um, acceptance of the Saudi intervention of the idea that the Houthis um, are Iranian proxy and the idea that Yemen should be seen through the, the lens of Iran, although many still see it through the, the lens of, of counterterrorism. And the one thing, as I argued in the piece that you referenced at the, the beginning of the, the conversation, um, that they don't seem particularly interested in 
is seeing Yemen through the lens of Yemen itself and its complex internal dynamics. So there have been some media reports uh, that Washington might list the Houthis as a foreign terrorist organization. In your view, would that be a good idea? And, and more broadly, what kind of leverage does the U.S. have over the Houthis? Sure. Well, that question about leverage really points to the dilemma for, for Washington. They really want to find a way to get the Houthis to compromise, to reach a deal with Saudi Arabia at the very least, that limits their, their role, limits the Iranian role in, in Yemen and allows everyone to return to, to business as, as usual. The reality is that's probably just not going to, to happen. Um, but the US doesn't have much in the way of, of leverage. It's provided support to the Saudi-led coalition, but only up to a, a certain extent. Um, it doesn't have really good direct contacts with the Houthis and has relied on, on the Saudis themselves to try and work something out with the Houthis. I think many people in D.C. have been kind of beating their heads against the, a wall, trying to work out how they can get the Houthis to do things that they would otherwise not do, i.e. work out a deal with, with the Saudis, end the war, accept others um, playing a role in politics and, and governing in the future. And that's part of the argument for uh, an FTO designation. But the reality is that it's largely being seen, again, through the lens of Iran, um, and again, as a way of hurting Iran via its, its proxies. It's a really blunt instrument. It could have seriously ne negative repercussions for trade coming into Yemen, um, where banks and traders might be scared about working in Yemen and just cut off um, banking arrangements and, and supplies. And it could have a pretty negative uh, effect on diplomacy. So it almost would be, be sort of counterproductive compared to what, what they're trying to achieve. Peter, thanks a lot. Thank you.